Hey guys, it's Carmen David here, and you're listening to Brad Navy Hour. Hey, what's going on? This is Master G coming your way. And is there an hour you need to lock into? Yes, it's the Brad and Navy Hour, the only hour you need to lock into. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of the Brad and Avery Hour. This is episode number 25. The same age as me. I feel like we're getting older. Same. If I look a little, if we look a little bit clearer tonight, there's a reason why. We got a new webcam. Brad Avery Hour is now in high definition. Yes, we are. Avery Lewis McDougal. I'm Brad Busco. Um, Avery, I want to actually, you know, I, I want to start off on not a somber note, but somewhat of a, a downer note. Um, for a, a guy we're familiar with in Edmonton, he played for the Edmonton Eskimos for one season. Now, formerly known as Roman Reigns in the WWE. Um, Announced today he's relinquishing the WWE title due to his second battle, or he's, he's about to battle the biggest, um, I think, demon he's faced uh, through his 11 years, and that being leukemia. Um, this will be his second time having it. He had it when he was 22 years old. Beat it very quickly, he stated. Um, so big, big, uh, our prayers, our thoughts are with him. Um, get, get through this fast. We want you back in the ring. We want you to be a champion again. So, Roman Reigns, I know, you know, for a lot of you that aren't wrestling fans, familiar with him in the CFL, uh, big, big uh, thoughts and prayers are with you, man. And just hang in there. No, I couldn't agree more. And, of course, you know, I saw the announcement on Raw where Roman was in the, well, Joe Anoy, his real name. Yeah, yeah People Joe, who yeah. are on, um, he announced it in the ring. And you know what? Be it kayfabe, whatever real, be it heel face, the reaction the crowd gave him was incredible oh, because there are some things bigger than wrestling. This is real life, and we wish Joe, we wish Roman, Joe, nothing but the best. And that's all you can do in this time, right? Uh, he needs all the prayers and get. He needs all the fans and get. Regardless of you love him or you hate him, uh, this is not a time. This is not a time to love or hate somebody. This is a time to rally around somebody, give them healing, give them strength, give them the prayers and the thoughts they need. To get through this hard time. So again, we're with you. Uh, we're, we're with you in speedy recovery. Now, speaking of Roman Reigns, I spent one year, or Joe Inouye, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, I spent one year here in Edmonton with the Edmonton Eskimos. And, uh, well, it, it looks like for the second time, uh, are they, they, yeah, yeah, the second time since the break up the back, 2010, and now 2018. The Edmonton Eskimos will not be in the Great Cup on home turf in Edmonton. You know, uh, not just even be in the Great Cup. In 2010, they missed the playoffs as well, too, that yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And this has been a year in which Eskimos... And they can very well miss the playoffs this year as well. Yeah. A year in which Eskimos started at 6-3, and three, things are rolling. It's been a horrible stretch right now. The Eskimos two and are seven now... 2-7 now. 2-7. They lose in BC, mm-hmm. and now the Eskimos go into the bye week. Needing some help. They need the Stampeders to knock off Winnipeg. If they do, then the fi- the season finale at Commonwealth is a win and get in game Winnipeg and Edmonton. If Calgary loses, then that's all she wrote for Eskimos this season. And this is where it gets interesting for me, Avery, is because Calgary's already in the playoffs, mm-hmm. because Calgary is somewhat you know, seal the deal and, and somewhat, you know, punch their ticket to a, 
a West Final or a semifinal or whatever it may be. Will the Calgary Stampeders start starters against Winnipeg? Will it be Bo Levi Mitchell? Or, or will they rest Bo Levi Mitchell and the rest of the gang for the playoffs? I, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. If they don't, if they rest Bo Levi Mitchell, you're, you're hoping and praying the backups of the Calgary Stampeders pull something out against Winnipeg. Exactly, because yeah, you're, you're right, because Calgary right now is at 12-4. and four. If Saskatchewan was not catching them, there really isn't much right now for Calgary to play for. So if you're if you're Dave Dickinson, why not rest? Why not yeah? Why not go out and make sure you know Bowie Mitchell is ready for Western Final? Why risk it? If you're Edmonton, you really do need it. You really do want you really want Calgary to go all out, but and, and they may not because we've seen before when Bowie is not playing, Calgary is a vulnerable team. Calgary is a team that only goes half speed in this kind of situation. So if you're Edmonton. You need you need some luck else to the game against Winnipeg. Well, I hope uh, there's some Irish in that Edmonton locker room because they're they're going to need luck. Um, again, Avery, we've seen against the BC Lions a much better, a much better first half. They played very well. Mm-hmm. Something happened in the dressing room because they came out in the second half and just. And the wheels fell off. No, because they were um, up 12 nothing in that game, and then it just fell apart. Nick. I, I remember turning it off, watching a, a movie at halftime, and coming back, and they're down. They're down by 10 points. They were down by, by 13 at one point. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Eric Grimes intercepts it. They go back for a pick six, and this is a, a game again. And, and this is where, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, this is where... I don't think Jason Moss is the right man for the job. We've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. Play calling. Yeah. It comes down to play calling. First and ten. And they're in the 30, in the red zone, the BC Lions, down by ten. And what do the Eskimos do? Go for they a kick field. a field goal. Now, what? listen here. Yeah. You're in, if, if you were second down, sir. Third down, sir, obviously. Mm-hmm. We know football. Right. First and ten. You got one. Give Mike that one shot. Whether it's a short pass to Duke Williams, mm-hmm. short pass, maybe a dump pass to CJ Gay. We'll pick up some more yards. Maybe it's another first down. Now you're in the 20. Now he hits a touchdown. You're only down by a field goal. Right. And then you kick it deep. You give the BC. And you give that chance back. Even if they were to kick that, that field goal that BC did, you're down by six with, you know, 15 seconds to go, and you get the ball back, and you get one or two plays. Right. From what I was hearing, the, the idea was Jason Moss wanted to get the ball back quickly with that field goal on first down. But it's Wally Bonner you're coaching against. Wally knows how to kill that clock in the CFL. It, it was a great point. I didn't understand lodging the field goal, even with it being first down and the whole, oh, get the field goal, get, they get the ball back quickly. Well, and That's not guaranteed, as we saw. It wasn't a guaranteed thing. And we know how good this Eskimo defense hasn't really been this year. Mm-hmm. They've been very hit and miss. Um, so to have that much faith in your defense at that time, yeah. left, I, I, I was kind of cringing. I, I was scared. Um, I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Throwing things at the TV that obviously well, wasn't great on now. TV. Um, <laughs> but throwing things. And, uh, and you got to go. You Points are important. Of course. I get the field goal, sure. But at least give Mike a shot 
It gets you in the end zone. I agree. And you mentioned trusting. I, right now, the Eskimos, I trust the ball more in the hands of Mike Riley than the defense they can stop. I trust 100%. Mike 100%. so much right now in terms of what he's done during his five-year tenure with the Eskimos. Oh, before I forget, uh, quick shout-out to Shaq, Raymar, everybody Hallies. Our brand-new venue, as you can see behind us, is absolutely beautiful. If you have not been here, please come here for dinner. Uh, mention the brand Avery Hour. We'll hook you up. Um, mention Shaq, again, Raymar, Dave. Thank you guys for all you do and believing in us and putting us on the map. And we're making this happen every Monday night. Um, you know, and, uh, we, we couldn't have done it without you guys. So thank you uh, so, so much. And we're, we're, we're so blessed to be a part of this family. No, of course. I couldn't agree more. And speaking of Hollies, we got some contest winners. My buddy, Kyle Polanski. He's won a Hollies Kyle, trivia question. Good boy, man. He answered correctly. Who did Drew, Blood, who did Drew, Drew Brees play for in NCAA? Play it was so Purdue. Well. And we have a, a second contest winner. I'm going to pull his name up here. I know it's Justin. I'm going to get his last name here. Justin, Justin. Cre- he correctly answered, Who? when did the first ever Hell in a Cell match happen in WWE? That was between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. It happened in 1997. So Justin and Kyle, congratulations, guys. You're going to love Hollies. You're going to love dinner here. So treat you well. We'll make it happen. Nigga, and just remind everybody who answers the trivia question correctly must be in Edmonton. And you get a free dinner for two here at Howie's um, on, on the Brad Avery Hour. So, again, uh, thank you to everybody that watches and listens and, and takes part in our show every week. Uh, we're so blessed to have you all, so thank you. Exactly. You know, it's, it's fun doing trivia. It's fun, you know. Although, I'll say this much, though, guys. We do need, we do, I do, I do want to see some more people join, joining the entry because, hey, these are easy answers. Yeah, easy answers. Yeah. Easy stuff. So, if you're on Facebook now, you look at Tony and, mm-hmm. and my grandma. Your grandmother, yeah, she's and, on yeah, here. Yeah, you know, she, she always <laughs> supports us and me, and uh, we, we thank you so much. It, mm-hmm. it means the world. Um, again, you know, like our page, share our page, let the people know what's going on, that we're, we're your. We're your favorite live streaming podcast on Facebook. Make sure people know about it. We, we give away a, a dinner for two every week. Um, you're, you're not going to want to miss this. You take advantage of this full steam. Uh, you and a guest get dinner on us here at the beautiful Howie's. Um, every, you know, you, you can pick a Thursday. Mm-hmm. That even works for you. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll make it happen. Also, quickly, I want to do a plug, Avery. Go ahead. A plug for the Echoes of Hope event, November 2nd at Hudson's on Bourbon Street. Uh, For those of you that heard or haven't heard, and have been living under a rock the last (laughs) month, uh, we are raising money again for Luke Robitaille and Stacey Robitaille's charity, Echoes of Hope, and it provides youth and underprivileged uh, youth to go to college. They pay for books, backpacks, uh, education, everything else. Our goal this year, guys, our goal, $10,000. Last year, we raised 5000 We got some big ticket items this year. I mean big ticket. We got two tickets in the Sportsnet Lounge at Rogers Place this year. Mm-hmm. We got a mask. Get this. A, and I'll post pictures later if you're on my Facebook. A mask signed by the man himself, Grant Beer. We're going to be auctioning off uh, November 2nd, 7 o'clock, Hudson's on Bourbon Street. It's a free event. 
So make sure you get at either. You can get at both of us. Make yes, sure you can. Promoting it. Uh, get at both of us for tickets. It's a free event. I'm still charging. Um, we're not charging. We're giving away tickets at the door. Uh, with those tickets, you get $10 off your bill courtesy of Hudson's on, Bur uh, Hudson's on Bourbon Street. Uh, a free drink is well involved in that. Um, we'll have a 50-50 raffle. The Oilers game will be on. They'll be live in Nashville. You can wrestle um, Brad as well, too, at the event. Yeah, we can. We can. I can slam you through some tables. <laughs> that, that's the way it's going to go. Um, <laughs> some some great events. This is a not-miss event for a great cause. Uh, and it's just going to be an incredible night. I know Avery's going to be down there as well. Absolutely. Maybe we'll even live stream it and uh, and do a quick uh, show. Who knows? We might. On Bourbon Street, so make sure you be there. Message me for details. If you want to donate and cannot be there, we have a GoFundMe page up and ready to rock and roll. Uh, make sure, again, please like and share that as many times as possible. Anything uh, matters. Anything counts. All goes to a great cause. Making a difference. And, uh, and some big, big things coming. Again, uh, thank you to Luke and Stacey Robitaille for naming me the Canadian ambassador and allowing us to do this every year. And next year, we're going to have it, and it's going to stay right here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, we're getting some legal stuff sorted out. It's going to be full-time Echoes of Hope Canada launch next year. Um, so for, the, for those of you guys that, that want to donate, um, it, we, it will be staying in Canada, which is which is good as well. That's so. incredible stuff. That is incredible. And Brad, I didn't even mention, um, we got to coordinate our stuff better because this is the second time we've done a Brad and Avery episode where I'm wearing my I'm wearing my thriller jacket, and you're wearing this red shirt. Great taste look alike again. I thought uh, you were Michael Jackson for a minute. See, God damn. Look at that. See, why are you wearing? We got Waldo, we got See? Waldo and Michael Jackson. See? It looks good. Uh-huh. We'll just, re we'll just rename I'm... it to Waldo and... The, the what? Waldo. Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Where's you, Waldo? You, oh, yeah, that is, that is where's right, Waldo. Right, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. That's, that's that guy's name again. I want to talk uh, briefly, and or not briefly, but about the Edmonton Oilers now. Um, we talked about the Eskimos, obviously, on the verge of missing the playoffs. Um, the Edmonton Eskimos, Avery, mm. are off to a surprisingly good start. Uh, sorry, Edmonton. Well, there was a hockey team currently Eskimos in the twenties. So uh, off to a off to a good start, and I'll, I, I'm gonna say that a good start because easily, and you look at their schedule. We talked about this. Uh, we talked about the weeks already. Mm -hmm. Three and three. I'll take any day. Over an 0 6 start all day long. No, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give them credit though. They've gotten wins over Winnipeg. They've gotten wins over Boston. The game against Nashville, that was they, the stinker. They could have won the game. They could have won the game. I, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to put it fully on the Oilers. Cam Talbot played well. Uh, most of the do, and I'll, I'll name one guy that didn't play well in particular. Uh, the power play obviously didn't look sharp. Um, I'll give you two guys actually. That didn't play well in my mind. And I've been riding them all year, and I'll continue to ride them until something happens. Mm -hmm. Evan Bouchard, he cost the Oilers two or three goals. Um, quite frankly, I think he's going to be sent down. As he um, should be. That's that's the end of the line, I think. 
you know what? And, and I've talked about this before. He's going to be a great defenseman. Mm-hmm. He will be. Yes. You can see parts of it already with the vision of the ice and the the ability to find his teammates and the shot. The can absolute cannon for a shot. It reminds me of Al McKinnis with that cannon from the blue line. But he can't pinch in when nobody's there backing him. And that's what caused the two on one PK Subban short and a goal. Mm-hmm. Was he pinched in too deep? Couldn't get back enough, and Subban made one nothing at Asheville, and exactly. it kind of just spiraled from there. But the, you know, it's, and I don't blame the kid. I think he needs to go to the World Juniors. He needs to go right up London and be okay. Um, another guy, and we're, we're, it's kind of weird we're talking about this. That eight point five million dollar man, not ninety seven, twenty nine. Leon Drysaddle, he has been very non existent. This year, um, apparently, it, it, it came out, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, he came out and he's pouting because he's not playing with 97. Well, uh, uh, now, I'll give you this. Mm-hmm. You don't pay a guy $8.5 million to anchor with Connor McDavid. You want to anchor Connor, let me, I'll, I'll give you an observation. You want to anchor Connor McDavid. You want to play on McDavid's line? I'll give you five. $8.5 million to me tells, and the Oilers, it tells us you're playing on your own line, anchoring your own line, and you're your own guy. Yep. No, you're right. You're your own guy. And he is whining. I was going to say the other one. Whining and crying that he can't play with Carmen Davis. You are lucky you're on this team. Well, I was it lucky? He's still he, an elite talent. <laughs> listen, and I'm not taking that away, but the the first six games, look, I could have scored that OT winner from a pass from Connor McDavid as well. It's, <laughs> it, it's not that easy. It's not that hard. But this guy, he's got to get going. And I'll tell you right now, you're Leon Dreisaitl, and I'm Todd McCollum. My line mates for tomorrow night's game, Jesse Poliarvi. At Milan Lucic. Interesting. And you move everybody else down. Milan Lucic has had a hell of a six game. I think he deserves some ice time. And Pooley Arby, I don't know. I don't care what they were thinking. Of, why would they put him on the fourth line? He's not a bottom six guy. He needs to excel. He needs to play. Until uh, until Kajula comes back, until Raddy comes back, I believe Yam- Yam- Yamamoto will stay with Nugent Hopkins and, and Connor McDavid. Um, I believe we talked about Ethan Bear or uh, Evan Broussard. I believe Ethan Bear will mm-hmm. eventually take that spot. Now, interesting here, Avery. Yes. We've seen it this morning. Connor Marodi has been recalled from Bakersfield. That's true. And he's lit it up. And I'll tell you this. I think... I have a feeling Bob Stopper, I think, tweeted out there today, they may put him with Connor McDavid tomorrow. And what a debut for this kid if he plays. I'm sorry, Cooper Murray. Cooper. Cooper. Connor. Cooper. Yeah, Connor on the brain, eh? Everybody's yeah. Connor to you, eh? Connor, yeah. Um, Connor McDavid, Cooper Marody, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What a debut for that to be played to 97. That would be. And Rody, he's hot. 
Brody, he, you know what? He, he came in from the, he came in from the Flyers organization. He was a, four, a Flyers draft round pick, a Flyers pick in 2015, sixth round pick, and he's, he does he, he has a scoring pedigree from Michigan. He had 51 points in 17-18 with the U of Michigan, and it was interesting to see how he play, plays in the NHL. We didn't see him make his debut, but yeah, that would be quite the debut. 21 years old, and his first game in NHL is on the first line. We'll see what happens though, but it's clear he has some scoring pedigree in his game though, Brad. Well, look, look at this point. I mean, six. Six points in five games for Marody with two goals, four assists. I mean, and he's playing with some veterinary tellers down there. Um, and I think what what a better place to put him with 97 and, and see what happens. Exactly. It'll be interesting to definitely see what happens there. As the as Golders schedule right now, as we say it again, I mean, hey, here you go. Here's Washington. Here's Pittsburgh. In, here's Pittsburgh. Here's Washington. Enjoy. Yeah, and then and then you're gonna have Nashville again, mm-hmm. a couple a couple games, and, and Chicago, Minnesota, and well Minnesota too. again. Like, it's not an easy first month. And and again, I'll reiterate this: three and three with that schedule is not bad. No, and you're right in the thick of things still. It's not like you've lost a step. It's they they came off a three game winning streak. They lost to Nashville. I think they come out with a little more urgency against Pittsburgh. And you know what? I, I think they win. I think they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Interesting. And, and not by much, but I think I think they end up beating Pittsburgh. Um, the other thing that I'll mention Pittsburgh, the Oilers apparently have kicked tires at Ole Madden, uh to bring in as a, a defenseman. Now, interesting. Now, if you're Edmonton, you're Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What's the asking price for Ole Madden? Ole Madden, that's. I'm- that's a good question. Let me show you. Especially with Justin Schultz out of the lineup, only matters a little more now valuable. Mm-hmm. With the fracture to, to Schultz out three or four months. All right, um, now the tough blow for the Penguins losing Justin Schultz for that long. Who and he he was proven to be a quality defenseman for the Penguins after leaving Edmonton. I, I mean, is <laughs> only matter really? Is he a first round pick? Is he a package that maybe picks? A, a second in a future. He probably um, is. He, I think he probably is a second in a prospect. A roster player, possibly. I mean, who do you? Uh, I, I can't hate to say it, but is, is a you know does a Ryan Strom become expendable? And I mean, do they want Ryan Strom? Is exactly. Is, is there, or are you Pittsburgh? Are you targeting Jesse Puljujarvi? To me, I don't want to dangle Puljujarvi, but I do think that I've always felt that Ryan Strom. What expendable? I've said about I've ran before on Ryan Strom and felt that he wasn't what the Oilers needed. But to your point, what Pittsburgh you want a Ryan Strom? It's easy for us to say, yeah, trade him. But do the Penguins want him? Probably not. Uh yeah, no. Another guy I don't want, Matt Benning. <laughs> no, no, Matt Benning fan. Uh, look, I I'm not bashing local kids. He played in Spurs Grove. He's, he's, he watched know, our show a couple weeks ago. He <laughs> He's yeah, in our chat room. I, I, I like Matt <laughs> Benning is a great human being. Great human being. Great great golfer as well. I'll add that as well um, with his dad. But Matt Benning has just not found himself in Edmonton. I think it's time for Matt Benning to go succeed in another NHL market. Maybe there's pressure here in Edmonton playing in front of his hometown. You know, I feel last year, I feel last year was an already year for him. But it's clear that he's had a struggle. He's a slow he start here. He struggled hard. The game against the Bruins where he got danced, that was not a good effort in Boston. See, you got to have a short man. you got to have a memory of a goalpin mm-hmm. when you're a defenseman. 
you gotta be, you know, you have a bad game. Boston was terrible. Hey, we get that. That was game two of the season. We understand that. But let's get back on the horse. So to me, Matt Benning's been invincible. Yeah. Um, is Jason Gerson any better? Probably not. But, I mean, who do you got? I mean, it's, I'll tell you right now, Bouchard will be gone. We just talked about that. I think Benning sits. Um, and I, I really think it's going to be Garrison and, and Ethan Bear. And you know who else deserves a lineup shot? I was very who? impressed with in Nashville. Alex Chason. Really? You found so, eh? Okay. I was very – he is fast. He has a new element of speed. That is true. He deserves a spot for, the, for now, for the time being. And as well as until guys like Tadula can get back and healthy. Um, Ty Rowdy can get back and healthy. Um, but I, I think Chason plays more than Alex Chason. Alex, you have, you have, you have a newfound friend, you have a newfound fan in Brad. Hey, yeah, Interesting, right. though. You're high on the Alex Chason wagon. Yeah, you're not. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like the side. I like the side, you know, but you know what? I want to see a little bit more. But you know what, though? He's been all right. He, he's been all right. He's for, okay. For what is it? 700000 I mean, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a pretty it's good, good money. deal, right? It's, no. It, it's, a, it's a value value play for the Edmonton Oilers, and it, really it's a win-win. It's true. If he doesn't perform, he goes down or buys him out or, or whatever. Um, there's also talk you buy out uh, Jason Garrison. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? Who takes his place then? It's a great question. Uh, you have Ethan Bear coming in. We assume to take the role of Evan Bouchard eventually when those nine games expire. Mm-hmm. I think he plays his nine games. Or, or, you know, I think he plays tomorrow night. Um, but who else is coming in? I mean, it's Caleb Jones. I I don't think. I don't uh, think he's ready yet. I don't think he's ready. Keegan Lowe. I don't think is ready. Um, Kevin, hey, everybody is high on Kevin Gravel. Mm-hmm. Bob Stoffer loves this kid. Maybe it's time Ethan Bear and Kevin Gra- Maybe it's time Kevin Gravel gets in the line tomorrow over Bouchard. And let's see what he can do. Well, you know what? It's still early enough. Why not? Why not give Gravel a chance? Says, uh-oh. And uh, we have a, a special guest that just arrived in the studio. And cue the entry music. Um, Whose theme is that? Who's who, who, and Y2J, Mr. Vic Michaels, is uh, in studio, and he's joined us episode 25, and, man, he's, he knows how to uh, to make an entrance, I'll tell you that. It's a new, uh, new camera setup. It new is. It, you're don't, live in HD. Don't, don't, don't you look better in HD? I, I <laughs> so you're going to break the walls down? Yes, absolutely. Who am I putting in the walls Jericho? So, so this, this guy. Man, he, he just joined us at a great time we we're talking about um, the disastrous start I'll grab this one over here. for right, Matt Benning. Disastrous start for Evan Bouchard, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Gravel, and it looks to be um, uh, Jason Garrison. Yeah, watch watch your head with this guy. With Ethan Bear. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Matt Benning and the Oilers defense? Uh, I think much to be desired. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Uh, obviously, Jason Garrison had a had a rough start the uh, first couple of games. Matt Benning hasn't looked hasn't looked great. Um, you know they're uh, they're doing the best with what they have. You know Larson and Clefbaum seem to be doing okay. Darnell Nurse has looked very good so mm. far. Probably maybe the best defenseman uh, to this point. Chris Chris Russell's been so so. 
but I feel like that's we, his role, though. Yeah, I think we all kind of knew that was a contract that you know might not look so good later down the line. Uh, even though it's only been what year Six two, uh, year two in the four-year deal. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Year two. But yeah, it's just kind of that that fight for that six that six spot right now. I don't think they know who who, who who's going to take that. I think Ethan Bear should be the guy. I don't know about you guys. But. I yeah, we talked about it. I think Ethan Bear's definitely the guy. Um, for now, you look. I, I think they replace Benny with Benny being hurt. I think Kevin Gorbel will get a good look. I think he'll get a shot. A guy signed out of L.A. with the L.A. Kings. The L.A. Kings were high on him. Yes, they were. So I, I see him potentially sliding in, being a six-seven guy. And uh, maybe throwing his weight around a bit and, and being kind of, you know, that, that radar, that kind of impactful defenseman. So, so what? But are you okay with a three and three start given their given their schedule? I think given the schedule, my only issue is even in the games that they've won. You know, there's a lot of holes in this team, and, and mm-hmm. they've definitely been exposed in in every game this season, win or lo- win or loss. So, uh, you know, I think with the schedule, I think you can be happy with. with by Boston is a home opener. That was a huge win Not for them. Of course. Um, you know, even though they lost Nashville, they didn't look awful. But at the same time, there's just something about this team that you just don't trust. You know, like you don't feel good going into a game. Like you don't feel confident uh, going into a game. Barely squeaking by the Rangers, which is you know a borderline AHL team. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of questions, and you know I'm concerned as a fan, as just as just as management is. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, Lots of, like I said, holes that need to be filled, but when you don't have a lot of cap space and you know you don't have a lot of options when you're two weeks away. No, I think um, you, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago with the Oilers being potentially a wildcard team. Do we still feel that way six games into the year? Is this is this potentially a playoff team? I think it's a bubble team. Bubble, sure. yeah, absolutely a bubble uh, team. From what I've seen so far, probably on the lower end of that, I would say probably closer to the you know nine. 11 spot rather than a you know a seven eight, but you know it's, it's a long season, and you know when you have Connor McDavid on your team, anything can happen. But I guess it's also kind of a double edged sword right now. Is yes, he's the best player on the team, best player in the league, but the rest of the team needs to start helping him out because that's what really no exactly. And you're seeing right now in the point totals, Connor's at 11 points, and Hopkins is at seven. And it's funny, like that gap of I know the gap's only at four points. But that could be Connor above enough for his teammates by 25 points pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, well, yeah, look at the gap from, from Nuge down. Like, right after Drysaddle, you go all the way down to Darnell Nurse with three points. So, mm-hmm. Who's yeah. still pointless? Uh, who's still pointless? Um, to- Toby Ryder, Reader, he's still pointless. Ryan Stroman, zero points. See, see, for me, out of that list, for me, just looking at this, the biggest disappointment on that list with no points, just looking at the guys with no points, is Tobias Reader um, coming in, being a guy? I, I think the Oilers, because I, I, I see Ryan Strom, and I, I was at the game on Saturday. I like what Ryan Strom has done, regardless of being pointless. I like what he's done six games in. He's got that effort. He's been, you know, he's been playing. You can see him in there. But to me, Tobias Reader is invisible. I don't know if any. I, I don't know if either of you agree. But what are we? What are we paying for? That's the thing. Like that, he's been given a big opportunity on this mm-hmm. team. You know, he's in a top six role at some points in the season. Um, but yeah, this is a guy you, you don't notice him out there like, at all. <laughs> no, like, exactly. It's unfortunate because <coughs> he's one of those, um, those, those you know, uh, 
cheap contracts which Riley was able to pick up. Yeah. And so far, it's not looking so good. And also, and what, what happened to Zach Cassian's game? Zach Cassian played four games and zero points See, as well. For me, Cassian's had, Cassian had his best game on Saturday. Throwing him right around, he was out there. I just about scored on UBC Soros. Was a great play by Soros. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I would argue that he's been invisible, too. Other than, mm-hmm. other than, other other than Saturday. But he was on the first line, right? Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. It's kind of hard not yeah. to be uh, yeah. noticed, right. at least somewhat, on the first line. But I think Cassian is another guy who, who hasn't done much. And uh, that's that's not really a, a cheap contract, either. No. Thinking about oh, it, no. A, fourth, a fourth line player. Um, no. At least with Kobe, uh, with Reader, you can argue, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty inexpensive deal. So if it doesn't work out, not the end of the world. What about a Kyle Gorazgiak? Is, is is he? That's another deal Torelli mustered up to try and bring back. You know what? I did an order before, and you know what? I liked Gorazgiak as a third or fourth line guy. But if you're depending on Kyle Gorazgiak at 34 years old to save your team scoring wise, yeah, that's not a good look. No, that's no. not a good look. <laughs> no, they, the second line's got to get their, their act together outside of Drysaddle. You know, Philly Arby's looked good in spots. Luke, I thought Lucic has actually Luke, had, Luke a, has, been good, had yeah. a bounce back season so far. Um, but really, outside of that top line, the rest of the team is is dead weight at this point. It's McDavid just dragging a dead carcass behind. Uh, do him. we do we blame anything on Cam Talbot? Is is Cam Talbot where we I got think, him? I think, being so. I think Cam Talbot's been excellent so far. He has been. Other than game one, a couple, you know, a couple hiccups. But other than that, I think he's been excellent. He's been, uh, you know, one of the main reasons they they're only losing games by a couple goals rather than, right. yeah. you know, that Nashville game probably easily could have been four nothing, five nothing. It wasn't for a big, uh, couple big saves. And Sowers played well as well. You see Sowers played very well. No, he did. So yeah, but I gotta admit. But it is, you know, it's interesting to see. And I mean, this is gonna be a year where hopefully the wheels don't come off the wagon. Because if they do, I said before in this podcast, then this team needs to have one of the rare in-season GM firings. Yeah, well, that's just, I, I, was, I was having that discussion the other day. If if, uh, if they do fire Shirelli, who who's replacing Keith Gretzky? Is that really the answer? I, you're going backwards again, right? You're going you're recycling these guys again. Nothing against Keith Gretzky. But, no, you know but, he's got connections to the. The old boys club, right? So, this, to me, yeah. it almost—it looks as though. Look, you talk about in—in in season firing. Mm-hmm. If they're a tire fire, if they're a disaster by Christmas, just stay the goddamn course. I, I get it. We've been down the road. Stay the course. Fire them at season's end. You got the entire season to look for someone new. Yeah. Keep your coaching staff in place. That doesn't need to be touched. Keep that in place. Let the let the new GM decide, and then make your decision from there. Well, to and me, I, I I think from there you see some major changes. Well, you have to yeah. because you, you can come at David in year four. Eventually, understand he's humble. He likes playing here, but you can't piss away yeah. a generational talent mm-hmm. forever and ever. Amen. We've been we, we for once in in year four. Any other franchise, mm-hmm. any other franchise. Would have burnt everything down to the ground. And we, we've talked about this, and maybe we'll bring Vic in this too. Like, at what point, you're Connor McDavid, at what point do you say, screw this, I'm out of here? Yeah, I don't think with, with Connor's <laughs> personality, I don't, I, 
would have to get very extreme. It would have to. But at the same time, if you're missing the, the playoffs year after year, that, that's not good for sure. You look at even teams like Pittsburgh with Crosby. You know, they had a couple down years. And, well, um, one year of no playoffs. Then doing one year of and a, they and they were in. Basically, yep. yeah. And brought in guys like Kessel and stuff like that to kind of refuel the team. So I think we're a little bit away from that. But if, if, if they miss the playoffs this year, it, it's got to be by a large margin for, for you know, the captain of the fan. Because if they're close in the bubble, I think that's fine because I think that this is where everybody expects this team to be. But, you know, if they're out of the playoffs by Christmas, I mean, there's got to be changes. Even missing, though, I... Even regardless, yeah. Even missing, I yeah. feel that this is a year where you... I personally feel you can't miss. I don't care if it's by one point or 15. You can't miss. I just don't think the team's good enough, though. Like, no, I know that. Paper. I know they're not. Like, that's the thing. Like, this team has not been built enough to, on paper, be better than a wildcard team. And that's on management. That's on the front office. That's, that's their fault. You're looking, guys, ratio. ratio. Um, you, you know, you can name a few GMs, but they've come into... "Quote unquote crappy situation." Don Sweeney and Boston. Look at Carolina right now. They're, Carolina. They're actually looking like not a bad team. Yeah, With Don Waddell, to, like that's the shocker. You need <laughs> to you need to build around '97. The Oilers handcuffed themselves with the cap, and we knew we knew as soon as Brysell signed a deal, the Oilers were going to be in trouble because there's no money. Where where do you get the supporting cast? Crosby and Malkin. Got Kessel. Then they got then they got a guy like Jake Gensel. Then they got the Connor Series. Then they had yes, they were NHL caliber players, but they became NHL caliber players. Now, do the Oilers have a Jake Gensel? No. No. Even in the age. The Oilers don't have a Christian right? Pang. That's, <laughs> that's the big. No. Yeah, and that's the issue. But even when the Penguins went to Cup the first two times, look at that roster they had when it was Crosby. And they had the um, Gary Stop. Roberts. You had the Zygmunt Palfi. You had a team which yeah. was young guys. Mark and Mark when you had Mark Recchi, you had that solid core. That team didn't just say, okay, Sid, here you go. Have fun and save our team. Yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah. do that in yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do it in Chicago. Yeah. The, I don't. I said before, time and time again, why did this – it goes back even before McDavid. It goes back to Hopkins, Hall, Eberle, Gagne, Robert Nielsen, CRV. Cogliano, think, so uh, so Mark, thinking that these guys can do it on their own. And they yeah. can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were a GM, and, you know, say, like, let's say crap hits a fan here, what do you do? What can you do to fix this without, without tearing it so much that this is not a playoff team anymore? Well, that's the thing. Like, it also factors. Guys, no. There's no cap to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be barring a trade, which McDavid's not getting traded, so I guess the name would come not. to be Dreisaitl, uh, Darnell Nurse. Cooley Harvey. have to come up. Like, Cooley Harvey's probably not going to get you much of anything right now. And that's the thing, right? Like, what do you do? Your hands are tied. It's, it's, it's easy to critique Torelli because he put himself in this position, but now that he's in the position, what do you expect him to really do? And he, men- he mentioned trades, how the way the contracts are lined up right now, the way they've handcuffed themselves, with Seattle coming in in 2021, you may lose them for nothing if Seattle takes a cleft bomb or a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a strong uh, And that could be a living, yeah. Yeah, and like, what's, what's Nuge left? How many, how many years does he have left? Two? 
I think I'm pretty sure there's two years left. Two years, so. Yeah, I think him at six million is probably a, probably a good a good value contract right now. Uh, but when that's up, what what do you do you sign him at? Probably about the same, I would think. Keep him around that six. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him any higher. Um, but yeah, they're they're in a tough spot because the defense is in rough shape. You have no secondary scoring. Like, see, and it's. Do? It's you bring up the names Clutbaum and those to be traded, but you're thinking you're, and I get where we're going, but if you're trading a nurse for a top six guy, top six forward, that's a trash from the defense. So now you just lost one of your best defensemen for a top six forward. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a catch point too. Do you trade a forward for a D man, D man for a forward, D man for D man? Right? There, there's a lot going on. I mean. I which I um, was reading an article the other day. Carolina suited for Willie Nylander. I mean, Willie, Willie Nylander. If Willie Nylander goes to Carolina, if they can't get a deal worked out in Toronto, I mean, you know, Carolina's put themselves in a spot where they're actually a well-rounded team. Yeah, they brought they were, excuse my language, shitty for years. Well, they, they were. drafted Sebastian Ajo, drafted they traded for Terrell Terrell Justin Falk, Noah Hannafin was there, Dougie Hamilton now, of course. Um, you know, and, and the goaltending, they, they've shored up with Peter Morazic. Like, why can't the Oilers be like a Pittsburgh or Carolina? You have one of the best players in the game, and you're still a bubble team. You've got to be kidding me. Because they built around a, a, a good team. They built around the entire team. They know it's not just going to be one guy. It's like Carolina, Carolina right now, Carolina for years, be, aside from the cup final, the Carolina Hurricanes, what were they known for? Do you guys really know? It was Eric Stahl. That's about it. Like, yeah. they, had, they, had, they had literally no identity. Yeah. But there was no real personality. They were a very vanilla team. Like, you didn't really care about the Hurricanes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And well, my, my biggest thing is you look at the Maple Leafs now. Um, obviously, Matthew's contract isn't up yet, but it will be. Um, they managed to bring Tavares in for, what, $10 million? $10.5 yeah. what's he making? Yeah, uh, yeah. Marner's going to be getting paid. Mm-hmm. Matthew's Nylander still got good. Nylander, whatever's happening there. Nylander, you know, Morgan Riley be making, you know, especially with the season he's having now, right? And he got Nelson Kadri as well too in Toronto. And it's like they're, they're going to find a way to sign all these guys, but why can't Edmonton? Right. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Nylander. I saw, I think it was the Athletic, and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. Dubis went to Switzerland to meet up with Nylander with Michael Myers in tow. Like Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Actually, oh, actually, yeah. and <laughs> and apparently, yeah. Mike Myers. I, I don't know if it was to try and appeal crazy. to Nylander, but he brought him a cup, a copy of the Love Guru. <laughs> and apparently, Nylander was like, "What yeah, did Willie really Nylander want to do with Mike Myers? How, if you're Michael Myers and you are not giving anybody, first of all, an Austin Powers movie, get out of here, Mike. Yeah. Get the Love Guru." Love Guru? Maybe he brought uh, Michael Myers from Halloween. With the mask. <laughs> what, to yeah, murder him? Now that would be a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that would, it's not good. You don't have to pay him if he's, if he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another uh, quick note. We, we talked about, you know, sad news. Charles Wong, the owner of the Islanders, yeah. uh, passed away the other day. Darth Snow's favorite owner. Yeah, Darth Snow's favorite, yeah. Um, do we want to talk wrestling briefly now that we got Nick here? We can, well, we may as well. We got the Mr. Wrestling we, in here we, in, this, we, in uh, studio with us. We shared the news <laughs> uh, off the top that Roman Reigns has relinquished the title due to leukemia. Yeah. 
Um, second battle, I didn't know about the first one. Um, but how did this change the landscape of the WWE moving forward? Yeah, that was that was a surprise. I like, I, like you said, I had no idea. I don't, I don't know if it was common knowledge, or if it was, it went you know, buried pretty deep. Uh, it's one of those things where it's unfortunate because whether you like the character of Roman Reigns or not, it's like you said in his promo tonight, you know, is Joe and Noah the person mm-hmm. who's going through this? It's not Roman Reigns the character you see on TV. So exactly, uh, whether you boo Roman Reigns or not, you you can't help but feel for the guy, and it, it's just unfortunate timing. It's going to be interesting to see because, you know, the fans obviously cheered as they should have today. Um, but this is a guy who's been booed for the past, you know, five, six years. Mm-hmm. And when he does come back, it's going to be interesting to see because I would feel like he's going to come back to quite the babyface reaction when he does come back. You know, I feel like the fans aren't going to boo him for coming back. Uh, no, no. So, like, no. as bad as it is to say, in the long run, Now we're looking, the face of the WWE relies right now on either Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman in a, a crown jewel for the title. For me, it just doesn't make sense for Brock Lesnar to win the title with him going to UFC. Or it doesn't. Is it Braun Strowman's time now to take the, the driver's seat and run with this for as long as he can? And maybe Roman makes that return? Down the road to challenge Braun Strowman again, and my title. Is yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, they turned Braun heel, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, that made no sense. I, I, I guess it depends on if, if Brock's going to the UFC or not. I've heard rumors now maybe it's not happening, or maybe it's pushed back because Cormier is fighting Derek Lewis now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's that all about? Yeah. And like, how legitimate? You can't bring a WWE belt to the Octagon. Like, I don't care. Like, you can try to, you can try to make it sound legitimate, but at the end of the day, like that belt means absolutely nothing inside. You, know, you can't wear that proudly and say, you know, I'm a champion. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like maybe because of the Roman, I felt maybe going into this, I think Roman was the favorite to win that match. You know, probably an easy, easy bet. Uh, but now maybe they might try to switch that around and try to keep Brock long term and bridge that gap until Roman comes back. So that might be an option. Obviously, maybe throw a bunch of money at him to make that happen. But I do think Braun is ready. He's been ready for a while. He was mm-hmm. ready before. WrestleMania this year kind of got pushed back, uh, put in a weird situation recently, turned a heel for really no reason when he was one of the most over guys in the company. So I think you could have a face, a face Braun hold it until Roman comes back, and then maybe have maybe have Braun go back to his heel, or and who knows, do something. Then. I guess it really depends how long Roman will be out. It'll probably be at least six months to a year. I, I would think. Yeah. So, six months to a year. So I think that really doesn't matter. I wouldn't worry too much about Roman right now. It would be more about who's going to carry the torch. I think Braun can do it. I think they kind of plant the seeds. I think McIntyre could be the guy to challenge Braun next. So I could see that maybe. Go ahead. And then there's yeah. a couple other things. I felt the guy who I felt, I felt the guy who should have been getting pushed for the title would be Bobby Lashley. I felt Lashley should have come in day one for Lesnar. He I shouldn't so have been too. distracted with this dumb Sami Zayn nonsense. They had probably one of the worst gimmick slash angles ever of Bobby Lashley. He completely destroyed any hype that he had. He's basically a joke. Yeah, and now they turn him heel now. Which is weird with Leo Rush as a manager, as a heel manager. Um, yeah, that that was just awful booking, and I don't I don't know if you can carry Bobby Lashley now. Couple things I wanna I wanna bring up. Uh, I, again, now what happens to the Shield? 
Does this happen now? We looked at kind of this falling apart of, of Braun and his group. Now, does this maybe turn into another storyline of maybe, you know, Seth Rollins turning on Dean Ambrose and potentially that now going back to singles, uh, doing their own thing? And also, what do you thought? Uh, maybe it was nothing. For me, there was something there. I know if you guys watched a thousand episodes of SmackDown, but this Batista and Triple H thing, could this have traction? Could I think this that's have yeah, I think that's WrestleMania match right there. I think for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know Triple H in the last couple of years kind of had this thing where he has to have some kind of you know I don't know gimmick match with like yeah. another legend or yep. another you know returning superstar. So I get that shovel out, you know. Yeah, well, I think I think that make, it makes yeah. sense. Like, it's, <laughs> if it's Batista's last match, I guess it really makes sense to go against you know the leader of Evolution, kind of his mentor, right? So yeah. that makes sense, and I'm fine with that. Whatever. Um, it's cool to see Rey Mysterio back too. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with him? Hopefully, they don't they don't really you know kind of push him to the side. Where I felt that's kind of happened with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he came back to a lot of hype, and now he's just kind of like a mid card guy. Yeah, is Matt Hardy still up? Right, you're you're tired. Matt's re- yeah, Matt's retired. Legitimately retired now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. Like obviously, AJ and Joe are still going at it. Uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan are supposed to fight at Crown Jewel. You got the whole Crown Jewel debacle. I'm What's still. What's happening there? Who knows? I just move the card. What is it gonna more than it take? Move the card like out of Saudi said, Arabia. He's moved it to North move Korea, it. Like this is. Like everybody else has seen the truth about what with, with Jamal Khashoggi and WWE. We're monitoring the situation. Monitoring? Move the damn card! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move it! Yeah, yeah. It's, they, I think they will, but it's, when you get 40, 50 million bucks coming your way, it's a tough decision to make. Like, jeez well, almighty, this is a horrible no. PR. Well, like, well, it's like horrible I PR. Today, like, John Cena, now that he's an actor, he's in Hollywood, mm-hmm. he... He doesn't want to go. That's going to look so bad for uh, his, yeah. his public image. If you're Cena, you're not going. No, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere today that he told WWE that he does not want to go. So that's like another thing where it's like. So now, does the card fall apart then? Do they move it and still have the card? I would assume they probably just move the location. The last two weeks on Raw, they've still mentioned Crown Jewel, but they but have not location. No, they've never mentioned Saudi Arabia in two weeks. So I could see them moving the card. Somewhere else, maybe somewhere else in the Middle East, maybe London. I've heard in the UK. I mean, um, if you want to grow, I mean, I, I you want to keep it in a similar. If you want to keep it in, I wouldn't say similar, but in the area of growing it, Middle East, Asia, why not India? India is a place where wrestling is massive. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not Mumbai or New Delhi? Well, yeah, China too is a big one. China is a possibility. I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's, it's one of those things. Saudi Arabia is pushing tons of money. Uh, I've read that they made more money in, from uh, the Saudi Arabia event than they did the WrestleMania. So wow. that's wow. huge. Yeah. So if you're Vince, you got to be, you know, you're, you're salivating at, at these type of events. But at the end of the day, it's but then a public they, image. That's for business. But, your money. Yeah. but then right. again, this yeah. is the man who, as long as, he, as long as he can make some money, if it's a bad idea, he goes straight into it. Right, WBF? Right, XFL? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. so, and we talked about this, uh, was it, it was yesterday over over Brent. This JR, JR thing with Chris Jericho. For those who don't know at all, um, Chris Jericho is a wrestling promotion. Does this, will this, could this 
eventually you expect the WWE? Um, I don't know. Like, it's still a rumor right now. It's not a guarantee that it's a thing. But it, if it is, obviously Chris Jericho, Jim Ross. Cody Rhodes possibly jump on board. No yeah, all those guys down. backing uh, financially by uh, the owners, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's huge. That's kind of a uh, Ted Turner situation where you got like an unlimited bank account. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to do it, uh, that's kind of the way to do it, right? You fight, fight fire with fire. Throw all this money at it, promote it. You got it. The biggest thing will come down to whether or not you get it on TV. Because if you have no TV yeah. deal, it's not going to exactly. Go so I've heard rumors of Access TV, which is a good start. Uh, Long term, I don't know. Access TV is not. Yeah. Or Paramount Network. Yeah, you yeah. need. To, you would need. Yeah. I think obviously, if you want to rival the WWE, you would have to get on like a mainstream network. Yeah, if like you, NBC or ABC. Yeah, if if you want the casual fan, like it's great that a hardcore fan watches. But if you want the casual fan, you yeah, you gotta be on a CBS or ABC. You yeah. gotta be on a mainstream network. You can't just be on these indie networks. Totally. And online. I don't think that's gonna happen quick. That's something that you have to build over time. I feel like if, if this Jericho promotion does, it's gonna be something similar to like a TNA back back in you know the mid two thousands where it was it was it wasn't it was indie, but it was more mainstream than say like Ring of Honor or New Japan and stuff like that. And like Jericho has all these connections with Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, and all this stuff. So I think. I think it'd be great. I've been seeing Ring of Honor on TV quite a bit, which is nice. Um, I want to end. We'll end on this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, NFL too as well. We have more to get to. We have more just yet. And trivia uh, still. <laughs> go ahead. Go yeah. NFL. NFL, yes. Yeah. So it was a week where, you know, I was watching, of course, Green Bay is on a bye week. I wasn't really watching as much. But I want to say to the Cleveland Brown fans who lost oh, again in overtime. That's going to be just heartbreaking. Hey, week in, week overtime. out, losing to overtime, and now being... are you? If you're a Browns fan, I know you're 2-4-1, but are you at least happy you've won ball games, been in ball games this year? I think that's a win. I think it's a win. Shows that they're competitive, which is the biggest thing. So that's a team that I think, give it two or three years, they're going to be they're gonna be a, an exciting team to watch. But uh, yeah, baby check. Well, and we we seen the the Broncos finally pull one out, and uh, and uh, you know it, that they they needed one. They beat the abysmal Arizona Cardinals. But then I, I read today that Demarius Thomas could be traded, uh, which kind of scares me. I, I don't know for what or for who. I, Emmanuel Sanders could be out long term. We don't know yet. Um, so with with you know PT potentially being traded, it, we we could be in trouble. Who who does Case Keenum throw the ball to? I'm not sure. Uh, we've seen Amari Cooper get dealt today for a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, to Dallas. If if Demarius Thomas gets traded, that you can get a major haul then if Amari Cooper gets a first round pick. That's true, but yeah, but but still, who would you yeah who do you throw the ball to then? Then in the meantime, do you throw it to the the old dog strap of Ed McCaffrey and Rod and Rod Smith? Rod Smith, yeah, right. <laughs> like that's all that's left, you know. Do you <laughs> hand you hand the ball off to throw, uh, to empty jersey Terrell Davis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we also seen. Uh, we also seen um, Drew Brees join the league company. Yes. Uh, this yeah. week, uh, 500 touchdowns. 500 Bob. touchdowns. Good for him. Uh, good to happen to a, a better quarterback. And uh, of course, we've seen the Chargers pulling out of the UK. And um, the Kansas City Chiefs continue to roll as Patty Mahomes uh, 
continues to do what he's been doing. Three touchdowns yeah. against yeah. the future uh, of the, the NFL. This week. That kind of the next generation quarterback. And, exactly. the, and the Rams. The Rams keep winning. Ooh, well. that, Rams, they're, yeah. they're six and zero. Oh, yeah, seven. Yo, know, LA's scary. LA's mad scary right now. now. Sticking with that way for me, I want to bring this up. The Chargers. There's a report the other day. The Chargers have the worst fan attendance in the league in LA. Mm-hmm. They just moved there. What are you doing? Why? I think Rams mania is kind of taking over. Well, it's only Rams. They're struggling too because the NFL was so hell bent on LA, LA. And forgetting that the NFL in LA is really irrelevant. You went 23 years on a team in that market. And LA sports fans are notoriously fickle. When you leave them, they're done with you. And the thing is, too, with the Chargers. Yeah, and with the Chargers, too, all the Chargers fans are in San Diego. They should have never left. No. LA LA football fans, there are some Ram fans, but LA football fans are Raider fans. The Raiders were their team, not the Chargers. And and the Rams were more of Anaheim's team, not LA, but Anaheim. Back in the day. So why don't you do that then? Why don't because we know the Raiders are going to Vegas, done. But why not move the Chargers back to San Diego? You can't. Melvin Melvin Gordon has already said that you know that was that was home. Do you move to Anaheim then? You can't. They're locked into a twenty-year lease. Like they can't break it, or else they it would kill them. They can't move. They're stuck for twenty years. So so now they're stuck for twenty years. So what do you do for twenty years? And actually, and, and, and I, 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 say, I say 20, but that's when he could first leave. We the talk about leave. Peter Shirell would be in bad. Jesus, like the that Chargers, is a like, bad ownership. I, uh, I uh, correct myself. 20, I believe, is when he can first break it. But the full lease is 40 in L.A., yes. So they're stuck until uh, 20 years. Yeah, I, 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 so you'd have to get, a, obviously, a stadium built in San Diego first would be yeah. number one, getting that team back. It's kind of a head-scratcher, but, like, yeah, like you said, they were so hell-bent on getting teams in there. They didn't even have the facilities. They really had no. one team, and now they built two in there. So I think it's good to see the Rams doing well, and I think the Rams make sense because the Rams were the Los Angeles yeah. Rams. Yeah, they were there for 50 years already. They have a history there. It would have made way more sense to see the Raiders come back to L.A. But, but and have the Chargers go to Vegas. But It's like yeah. it's just silly because the NFL, like, and you know what? I'll say this, though. It does make Roger Goodell look stupid, which I do like seeing this man get embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I do like seeing this man get embarrassed. I do want to. Do, 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 do get the NBA talk, Brad. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, if he made a, a first impression in Toronto, one of the best you could possibly do. They're on the verge. Uh, they went 4 0 tonight. They, yeah, they, they beat, beat Charlotte. These, they ran over Charlotte. Um, this team's 4 0, and there is no sign of stopping. This, to me, is the team in the East. Right now, no, right now, these Raptors look dang good. You're not just seeing Kawhi playing well. You're seeing Valanciunas stepping up. You're seeing Serge Ibaka getting it done. And um, Fred Van Fleet off the bench is coming in. Fred Van Fleet is playing, playing well. He's been shooting lights up in this Raptors team. This is, a, this is a squad that's hungry and want to show people, like, you know what? Yeah, we lost the mark. Yes, our new coach is Nick Nurse. But we still have Kawhi. We're coming for that title. Yeah. Well, you got to not forget, Kawhi Leonard is probably a top yeah. yeah. He's got the defensive player, player of the year twice, I think. The, and the finals MVP at 23. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think people really underestimated how good he is and kind of let all the off-court off, off kind of stuff overshadow it, which obviously is not a good thing, but at the same time, this guy's, you know, he's a top 
a real top, deal. Top five pairing. He's a real deal. Sure. Which, which we haven't had in Toronto since, what, Vince Carter? Not, which, yeah, not since then. Which Vince Carter, when he was at his prime, oh. was he a top five player in the league? Absolutely. Uh, when, yeah. when it was Vince circa 2001, absolutely the top three player in the league. Yeah. Um, we, we, we look at this, so at what point does Kawhi Leonard look and say, I want to be in Toronto winter? I think if you look at this team, say they're, I don't know, they're, tw- say, 25 and 6, or they get real hot, or they're, say, 30 and 30 and 11, whatever. That's three numbers out there. I think you'd sit down with Kawhi and be like, we have something potentially magical here. We want to keep you in Toronto. And then behind the scenes, people are saying that Kawhi is like in Toronto more and more. And, and warm up. Yeah, yeah we've, and we've all been in Toronto. I lived in Toronto for multiple years. It's a city where you can enjoy it very it's quickly. And and I think why seeing the sigmas of Toronto winters are, aren't so good. It's, good. Yeah. Well, it's, good it's more it's more it's more in like the Hamilton the kitchen. Not like San Antonio. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, but, I guess it really all comes down to the team and if they're winning. If they make uh, you know make it to the championship, you know what better presentation than Kawhi Leonard than saying you know this could be you every year. Um, you know you got to think LeBron's only got a couple years left. You know at his peak as far as. Championship runs. LA is not even looking really that great right now. But that's the thing, right? It's like why maybe he goes to LA. Maybe he goes. You know, who knows? Okay. Let me ask yeah. you this uh, one last thing, and we we'll wrap up. Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Is that a player the Raptors could be interested in? I think so, but it depends what you want to give up for him. Because is a is a Fred Van Fleet deal for a Jimmy Butler? Because he's he's a guard. He's a game breaker. And right now, Minnesota. Has to deal him because I cannot see him oh, in the locker room for much longer. Kind of him, Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns. Because like, he's called them both out. Yeah. Pub- and it's amazing. Publicly called them out. And the thing is to me is that if you're Wiggins and you're Carl Anthony Towns, I'm sorry, Jimmy. You you just came here. You just got here. That's Who the hell are you calling me out on my team? And don't get me wrong, he's a great player, but guys. And you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe behind the scenes, they sell for themselves, but right now the appearance is that they're coming back to Butler when the Wolves originally were their team, not Jimmy's. Isn't there a big age, age gap between those guys, too? Oh, well, there's uh, a bit of an age gap. You gotta think, Anthony Wiggins and, and Towns. It was their team the, first, the future though. of yeah. Minnesota. They will be, they always will be. Jimmy Butler can shove it and go somewhere else, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. You know what? You know what would be best for Jimmy Butler, or or best for for Towns and Wiggins to laugh at, if Jimmy Butler ended up like with the Brooklyn Nets or, or like the New York Knicks and just cool. Careful, careful because yeah. Butler and Knicks, he, he might go he might go sicko mode and break out freaking bring the Knicks to something else crazy because we don't I would, know. I want, to, I want to bring up one thing for you. Well, how about Kyrie? What do you guys think of his situation right now in Boston? Is he he's, he's the backup? No, he's starting in Boston. Is he starting? Yeah, yeah he's starting in Boston. That's, that's a team where now they have Hayward healthy again. Hayward's back. And Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, that's a team. Al Horford. To me, back. Boston is the biggest threat to Toronto for a title. Yeah, yeah. They, they slayed the Dragon early, though. They went 2-0 and beat Boston. Mm-hmm. How do you think Cleveland uh, feels right now? Cleveland, Cleveland. It, Cleveland. They got their championships. They did win in the end. But, Woo, you know, the, the Andrew Wiggins. Kyrie Irving, these are players that they could have had right now. Do they yeah. dominant that team would be? Like? Well, you know what, though? Cleveland, the future, like, don't be wrong. Colin, Colin Sexton, 
He's going to be a baller. Colin Sexton is going to be a dang good point guard. But for right now, Cleveland's going to get their lumps with rolling rolling guys. Like, I mean, right now, it's just Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Sexton, and a bunch of spare parts. And we saw when it was LeBron, they barely got by. Now, the spare parts with no LeBron, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one last thing. Because it's there. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, manager search. Who's their manager next year? Who is their manager next year? I heard Rocco Baldelli. I've heard Rocco Baldelli. He's been putting in work right now as a bench coach in the minor. He would not be a bad look as a manager. I still would love they to want see someone but, new. Uh, Dusty. Dusty Baker? Yeah. What, I know. Just, uh, what was the name? That guy's still alive? I know. Who was um, who, Jim Ruggleman? What's what we're gonna Frank Robinson? Shoot, who was it? Or maybe it wasn't. Oh, who? uh, Matt Williams. Matt, ah, shoot, I can't remember. But yeah, no, I think I think they knew that too. That was I think there's a guy who they mentioned. Um, Clapp, too. Yeah, he was a he was a Frank name out there. He's it's kind of died down. Maybe I'm too clappy coming. Very Frank Yeah. Blue Jays. Bring him over for Cleveland. You got the connection with. Uh, no more Cleveland guys. No. no. Yeah. Although I know, I know else you are. What did they do in free agency, Doug? Did, did they make a splash? I don't, I honestly don't know. I really, this is the first year in a long time where it, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know what their plans are with the Blue Jays. Joe Girardi, I've heard, I've heard Joe Girardi and Rob Thomas are in the mix too. Is Girardi good with young players though? He's more, more veteran guy. Exactly. See, why not we take a look at, um, Mike Matheny. That's possible. I think Mike Matheny has a winning track record in Cleveland. Brent, Brent, Brent. And, uh, Brent <laughs> for him, the Capitals <laughs> Independent League Baseball player. If, if you don't, if you don't watch, you want, you want if you don't, if you don't watch, if you don't, legend. if you don't watch independent baseball, and there's some guy like some guy like Missouri, like who the hell is Brent Matheny? And watching like Milwaukee, like who the hell is that? One of my favorite chants was when he would come out. People would yell, "I love." I love Matt. Independent baseball, that's... But well, I also Brad heard... Cassini, I remember him. I also heard, though, um, I'm not going to say his name right. Joe Joe Esponza, who's coaching with oh, Houston. He's he is someone who was considered for the job. He's 43 years old. He's young in manager terms. He never had a managerial job before, so he I think he's a front-runner for Jay's job. Price is right, that you need to be a Raphael Paul. <laughs> he's playing right now. Is he's he? playing indie ball. Where? At, in, um... Oh, I... Uh, uh, Sad Raphael, Texas, is he like 50? at 55, oh, and God. he legitimately is he juiced? Is he bombing? at 54. He's hitting. No word of a lie, guys. He wants a spring training deal for next year In to play. Yes. What's he hitting? Like, I think he's hitting like two, two forty something like that. But still, at 54 years old, <laughs> who that like? That's not bad. What? He hasn't played in what? At least 12 years. Uh, it doesn't. Oh, seven. That's like Vladimir Guerrero coming back to play with, with his kid. Well, Vladdy's well, Vladdy's forty-two. We're talking about the guy who's fifty-four. Yeah. Roger Clemens. Forty-half. Forty-half, forty-five. Like no one's ever come back. Clemens packed in. He was forty-one. Forty-six. Close. I mean, baseball. Baseball's a sport where you've had guys who played on be in their fifties. It's four guys playing in fifties. Jimmy, um, not um, Jimmy Moyer was fifty. It's a it's a bright future in Toronto with Guerrero and yeah. So that, that could attract the manager there as well. It could. That's a young team where I know next year, I think Vlad has to be here next year. I, I, I'm still not sold on this Russ Atkins. No. 
Um, most of Hyrule. No, um, no, but, I'm not doing too low. But we we got that's we got four years still of that before that expires. So we'll worry about that in four years. Uh, well, well, hey, I, I still feel that the Blue Jays, the best thing for the Jays would be if we hear Rogers sells and MLSC acquires the Blue Jays. Alright. Trivia question, go ahead, David. Alright, so let's see we trivia. You know what we're gonna do? How about some NBA trivia? Ooh, there you go. We've done hockey, we've done football, what was the NBA trivia? So we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'm gonna ask you guys. We're gonna go back to go back to LeBron. When LeBron was a Cavalier, how many points did he score in his first in his first ever NBA game in 0304? It was a win over Sacramento. How many points did LeBron score in game one of his career? There you go. Again, thanks to Howie. Thanks to Matt, Shaq, Raymond, Dave, all those guys. All the winners from last week. You'll get your dinner for two in the next couple weeks. For Vic Michael, Avery Lewis McDougal, I'm Brad Barco. Good night. We'll see you next week. Later. In an HD. Today? Yeah. I got that uh, Best Buy. I know. It's not like the freaking Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah, that was freaking. It was just the hard, it was the hard cam here. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that's kind of sweet. That's like two, three quality. I don't know. How much was it? 70 bucks. Jeez. It was one. <laughs>